welcome to Going Blind Sucks. I'm your host, Dustin Diodato, and with me as always is my wife, co-host, and sound engineer, Joy Masters. Hello. Hello. Hello, soothing person that should be on an AM radio show. Well, I'm more soothing during this podcast than I am on the other podcasts, so... That's true, because you're not usually arguing with me. Not quite as much, anyway. Yeah, and when we do, it's like, for real. Like, death will happen. Yeah. Uh, and if you're wondering what other podcast, uh, I, Joy and I also do a different podcast called well, Going Blind Sucks. You're a sound engineer on that. Going Blind Sucks. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Comedy Nerds. This, we're on Going Blind Sucks. Uh, the other one is The Comedy Nerds. You can check it out at thecomedynerds.com. And uh, Dustin gets very uh, animated. combative. Yeah. Yes, an- <laughs> animated. Uh, anyway, uh, this week we'll be talking... Uh, when last we left you, uh, I was heading in for an... Uh, uh, I, I I keep calling it ERG, but I don't know if that's right. Uh, yeah, that's what they were calling it, ERG, okay. electroretinogram. That's what okay. I'm going to call that. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. I was heading in for one of those, uh, <laughs> and I was freaked out because what it might mean, and um, and we went for it. We did it a week ago or so. It was a couple of weeks ago almost. Well, You know yeah. what, though? I think you were not really freaked out as much for what it means, but for what it actually is doing to your eyeballs. Well, I was afraid that he was going to tell me that, like, everything was going to go to hell and that my eyeballs had been slowly melting on the inside. <laughs> uh, I think Dr. Nissen would spoke. have noticed. <laughs> no, he might have. I'm just saying. He definitely would have. <laughs> he took all the same pictures. Like, right. you've had... Anyway, go ahead. Um, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. There was a nervousness, too. There was nervousness because... There, because now there were two points on the map. Before, there was just uh, the point of uh, the first time I'd taken it, and now there was... The second time I taken it, and we go, okay, this is how much worse it has gotten. This is how quickly it's oh, deteriorating, right. and all that. Uh, before that, there was just that one point on the map that could go anywhere. Um, we didn't really get to hear what point you're on the map now, though. No, we didn't. Uh, but we did get some results. Right, and I will let you go literally. <laughs> okay, I promise. Um, so uh, first off, the uh, I'm going to stick with the positive news first. Uh, it's all mostly positive, but I'm just going to, as I'm telling the story, I'm going to start with the positives. Okay. Uh, first thing is, uh, obviously, my first question was, um, did it, you know, how bad is it? What's going on? Um, he seemed to feel as though I had about, um, assuming there's no cure discovered or whatever, um, I had about 30 more years of usable vision, right. uh, which he considers usable, usable vision uh, to be the ability to get around on your own um once you lose all your usable vision you basically it's not necessarily black but you couldn't you couldn't function without a cane or a dog right because uh, now i use a cane but i don't need to well it just makes my life a lot easier yes because you would fall into manholes and walk in front of buses right but considering there are not too many manholes, open manholes in the city, uh, <laughs> as many as there are in cartoons. Um, there are a lot if you yeah. go by cartoons. Yeah, they're all. And in my mind, you are you are narrowly missing many, many death-inducing <laughs> obstacles. Yeah, you assume that I'm traveling around as though I'm on a cartoon all the time. Yes. And there are, are well, constantly almost... eye beams that are just <laughs> flying right behind my head. Yes. And but. how the cane helps you with that, I don't know. But yes, because the, I worry about because you, the I beam driver sees sees that I have the cane and then he doesn't <laughs> hit me in the head with the I beam like he He's would like, a normal person. Right, because a normal person should see that. 
right. coming from behind <laughs> them. He's just like, it's not my bad. <laughs> I'm working on this construction site that's happening all the time. So, <laughs> Which in New York, there is. There is always construction. And sometimes it's in the same place, seemingly do, doing the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. For a really way. long time. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So first off, uh, like I said, um, he says 30 more years. All my previous doctors have said 20 more years, which means free 10 years of yes. vision for me. Not to mention the fact that we have not been taking, we have not been subtracting the years since we were first of all the 20 years. Correct. <laughs> so this, for him to say there's a, another 30 from where we are right now, right? actually... We went from original 52 to now 65. You mean age 52? Yeah. Yeah, to now 65. Right. So right. Uh, if I can just add like <laughs> 20, 25 more years onto that, yeah. then maybe I beat it out. Well, I know? think um, I think you will because Dr. Nissen, or your normal everyday, well, he's yeah. not a normal everyday eye doctor, but he's your normal everyday eye doctor. And he seems to think that there's going to be a lot of... Um, a lot of research and stuff. Right. So count Do I sound on that. really basic to you? No, you don't. You're okay. fine. Um, anyway. Thank you. Um, so uh, the other thing was um, genetic testing. Now, if you're a fan of this podcast and you listen to old episodes, you know that, <laughs> uh, that that's something we had talked about. Uh, and it seemed very daunting because it seemed like it was going to cost a billion trillion dollars to do. Or at least 24000 Yes. Maybe twelve. Right. Which we do not have. Um, so upside is if you go to a learning institution, which is what we did when we went to go visit this doctor, uh, I know we've given Dr. Nissen's name. I'm not going to give this guy's name. Okay. Um, cause not everything I'm going to say is positive. Um, do you want to say where it was? Um, I'll just say it was a learning institution in the city. Oh, okay. I believe right. I said it was Columbia last time. So we'll call it Columbia. Now Columbia if you want to, Pres- yeah, we, do your research Columbia in the city. <laughs> or you know what? Email us because yeah. I guess you don't want to say it on the podcast because right. you okay, right? I um, actually don't remember his name now. Okay, so that well helps. then, that, yeah, that makes it easier because you because <laughs> clearly you were going to say it if you did for confidential purposes. I right. do not remember his name. Right. So um, upside is if you go to a learning institution, which is what we did, um, genetic testing, at least in this particular case, was free of charge. Yep. Which is twenty four thousand dollars cheaper. <laughs> then $24,000. Yes. It's so, very good math. Thank you. Uh, no, but there's a catch. Because oh, there's a catch. always a $24,000 catch. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, always. You do the genetic testing, and then they're not allowed to give you the results. Yeah, that I thought was kind of a dick move, yeah. to be honest. Uh, so basically what that means is, because uh, we talked to them about it, and like, because it's for research purposes, they don't, send you the results in a letter that says you have blah 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 what they do do is they send do you the, do? i knew that you were <laughs> going to do that as soon as i said those words um <laughs> sorry. they uh they send the results to your doctor and then the doctor could look at the results and go hey this means that you have this and there's something that can be done about that there's a clinical trial of some kind um or this is useless information to you. Um, and most of the time it's useless information because when they do send out uh, a sample for genetic testing, 80% of the time it is uh, it no. doesn't match anything. No, I think what they said actually was is that they have only mapped 20% of the genes. 
Right, but in theory, I could have a completely different one than any one that you know of. Yes, like, exactly. But because because that they haven't mapped those yet. Right, but the point is that 80% of the time, okay. when you send something out, um, you will not uh, get those results. The result will be nothing. And 20% of the time, the result will be something. And even if you are one of those 20%, um, that doesn't necessarily mean there's a clinical trial going on with the one that you have and it doesn't necessarily mean that you would qualify for that clinical trial that's going on so um it's basically basically what it came down to is we're going to do the genetic testing and if there's any benefit to you whatsoever we'll call you and bring you in right which, which i thought so, was great yeah which is fine because if it's if, if there's no benefit, if there's no way, if they don't, if you have the gene that hasn't been mapped yet, it doesn't make any difference to us. Right. And they keep it on file so right. that uh, if they do map that gene and they go, oh, hey, they're the, the 70 people that, you know, have this thing, have this thing, then they call those people and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so that's good. So we saved 24 grand. So now we can buy a, a uh, car. No, because we, we still don't have the 24 grand. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> remember? Remember oh, yeah, talking about true. how not having it? Yeah. It's not right. like we gained 24 grand. We just did not have to go into debt up I to 24 grand. I feel like we got 24,000. All right. Well, right now I'm debt free, so I do feel like a rich person. But you keep telling me I'm not, but I think I might be. Okay. Um, so basically, yeah. So that was, those are, uh, that's what happened. Uh, we went there, got a little bit more of a, you know, an extra 10 years of usable vision. <laughs> Um, and then he sort of gave us the results by, by, by dictation. Yes. Uh, is, is the best way I can explain it in that, um, I was there for a good two, we, I mean, we were there for a good, like two, two and a half hours before we laid eyes on the doctor, which no, I'm going to get into. it was more like three. Okay. Maybe um, even three and a half. Cause we were only with him for 45 minutes. And when I left, we had been there for four and a half hours right. or for four hours. Right. Yeah. I'm going to get into that part of the day, but okay, yeah. Um, when we actually got the results, um, it was him dictating a letter to my other eye doctor. Uh, which he said we would get a copy of. Right, which we which we have not got a copy of yet, but we will. And uh, and then they're like, hey, do you have any questions? And I was like, well, I didn't understand any of the things you just said. Because he was dictating it as though... He was dictating it to another eye doctor, right. essentially. But we were supposed to be listening, because that was him talking to us as well. Right, but Which I don't. I didn't realize until partway through. I was like, "Oh, I better pay attention." And then a lot of the words he used, I had no idea what he meant. Right, but it, as I've said before, I don't know how many hertz my eyes are supposed to. My eyes right. are supposed to, <laughs> you know, conduct in a certain situation, like whatever. However, they test your eyes with that test. Right. I do not know what the positive results are. Right. So. So we don't know if it's better or worse than the last time. Right. Uh, which we will find out on Tuesday because they did send the results to my other doctor. Okay. Uh. But on the positive side, um, one of the things that he had said, or one of the things that his assistant had said, is that because neither of my parents uh, are have RP. Or no it, one in your family. No one in my family that we're aware of has RP. Uh, odds are that I have the recessive gene. And uh, the particular recessive gene that they, you know, the way that they think I have it, uh, is supposed to be much more of a jerk than the dominant version. For whatever reason, the recessive version just tears through your retina so much quicker. Oh. Um, so, for they they felt that for a person my age, uh, which is thirty five, 
um, <laughs> that I said it that way because uh, people didn't know. I know you know I'm 35. Uh, I was actually in pretty good shape, which was like the first time that a doctor has said, like you're ahead of the curve in anything eyeball related. Right. Like, no, you're usually like this crazy anomaly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm breaking all the records. This is happening in yeah. one person. Yeah, I've gotten multiple like assistants yelled at for the results that I got that were true. You know right. what I mean? Like where the doctor's like, "There's no way this is the result." You so, must have done the test wrong. Do yeah. it again. Nope, that was right. Oh, yeah. his eyes are that sucky. So this was like the first dude <laughs> who was like, "No, it's actually you know I'd expect it to be a lot worse." Um. Oh, the other thing that struck me, and. I don't mean to offend anybody out there, um, but the first question they asked after oh. name and age was, are your parents related? And I was like, no. Well, I originally thought that meant, I'm like, yeah, they're married. That's how they're related. <laughs> they're married. And I, I didn't realize till the second time, I think, that they asked uh, that, like, were they siblings or first cousins? Right. Um, <laughs> which I was like, I feel like that's one of those everybody says no questions because we live in America and it's illegal. Yeah. Um, turns out quite a few people say yes to that question. That's crazy. Yeah, I was a little like it was after you left. I was like, does anybody say yes? And so I'm like, oh yeah, no, we have, you know we have people all the time. I'm like, that's really that's really gross. So. You know, I say I didn't mean to offend anybody in case you're out there and your parents are related. You had nothing to do with it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it just struck me as I, I kind of expected the parents are related number to be in the zero-ish range. <laughs> and, right. um, you know, only like 100,000 people have RP. So... In America. Right. So you would think... In America, yeah. Uh, you would think the number of people with related parents would be like, <laughs> right well maybe right. they're testing for other things <laughs> no that's true but okay. i'm just saying yeah if your parents are related go get tested uh yeah you should probably get tested for lots of things yes um so moving off of the uh incest <laughs> <laughs> God. to uh to the actual day uh because because oh. it was a weird day it was crazy yeah uh so you know first thing we get there and uh, we, the first thing we do is the RG, which I thought was all we were doing. And then we were seeing the yes. doctor. No, uh, that's not the case. And at first I was sort of excited because um, last time I had done it, it was electrodes in the eye for like all day long. And it was a big, huge egg thing that you had to put your head into. Like yeah. it's around, it was bigger, way bigger than your head, like probably four times bigger than your head that you had to stick your face into. Right. This time, cute little machine. Tiny, smaller than your face, really. Right. And I see the lady getting set up and she's like, oh, no, there's no electrodes. And I was like, sweet. So Mind you, and I mean, no offense. Yeah. She, English was not her first language. Right. So we soon found out. Well, go ahead. I'll yeah. Um, so the first thing they did was rather than uh, electrodes for the, the test takes place in two parts, as I'm sure many of you out there have taken this test if you're listening to the podcast. But uh, the first part is the dark part. Um, now, for this they essentially put, from what I understand, like a wire across your eye. Well, first they dilate you. Yeah, and first we, they dilate you, and then yeah. you sit in the dark for 20 minutes. 
Well, no, no. I'm sorry. First they dilate you. Then they put this. Well, do you want, do you want to say it? I'm sorry. Yeah. You, I mean, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I did see it. And it was fascinating to watch. But it was sort of like this little sticky thing. So you put a little sticky thing like in the corner of your eye, right between your eye and the bridge of your nose. Yeah. And then it looked like these tiny little filaments, like almost hairs, white okay. white hairs. And she put them, she opened up your lower lid and she sort of tucked them in underneath your lower lid and made you close your eye. And so they were sort of just hanging out there in, like if you got an eyelash in your eye. Yeah. At the bottom of your, on the inside of your lower lid. Does that make sense? Right. And then she stuck a little sticky thing on the outside of your eye. So it was stuck to your face in two places and then inside your eyelid. Right. Your lower eyelid. I, uh, because they numb your eye, part, they dilate and they numb your eye. Um, I did, I couldn't feel anything other than the tape. If you looked at this woman's face though, she was very, very expressive. It was kind of funny and horrifying to watch her because she's like, yeah. ugh, and she kept making these faces like, ah, oh, ee. Like if she were to make noises with those faces, that's what they'd sound like. like yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. But she, when she was doing this, she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And you're like, no, I'm totally fine. She's like, ugh. <laughs> I yeah. expected you to be crying and like ripping things off your face the, the way that she half. was looking at it. That was the, that was the, that was the first half. Yeah. Uh, and then we sat in the dark. Because she right. wanted to put those on so that she could get a true reading. Like as soon, she would even come into the room with special, a little headlamp thing on. Right. And run the test without turning the lights on. Right. So we sat there in the dark for 20 minutes. Uh, she came in um, and she did the test, which is basically just, I'm going to flash a light in your eye and... You have to keep your eyes open. And you have to keep your eyes open, which was really hard. It's super hard. I tried to do it with you because I could see on the screen... I didn't tell you at the time. I told you a little bit afterwards. I could see your face because there's a camera in there and they want to make sure to see your face and if your eyes are open. And I was trying to hold my eyes open with you for the fifth. It's only 15 seconds. It doesn't sound like very long. Right. I was like, I'm going to totally do this. I could, I think I might've gotten through once with only blinking once. All the other times were just forget it. I had to blink several times. And at one point I couldn't even open my eyes because they were just like, ah, right. So I have no idea how you did this. And I had a cable in my eye. And you had a cable in your eye. But they so, were numbed. I don't know if that helps. Yeah. I don't and maybe because you're a veteran keeping your eyes open guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay. All in all, though, not bad. Because I couldn't feel the cable. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Fil- uh, filament. I think it's more like a filament. Because <laughs> I'm picturing uh, this giant, like, rope cable or iron cable that they use to, like, pull boats in with. <laughs> Just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sorry, we'll sorry. Go so ahead. we'll say filament. Okay. You know, it's more like a cable. Okay. Uh, you admitted you didn't even see it. Right. But All right. Whatever you want to call it. Go ahead. Very large, almost chain-like thing that was in my <laughs> eye. Sort of like fencing. Um, <laughs> it was a chain fence in your eye. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I was At like, least okay. eight feet long. Right. And I was like, okay, sweet. Like. I was talking to the lady and I was like, you know, this isn't bad. I, you know, last time was with the electrodes and, you know, that totally sucked. And she was like, well, <laughs> I have not good news for you then. <laughs> That's the next part. Yeah. Uh, so the next part was uh, they put the big electrode things in your eye yep. and then make you sit there for like 10 minutes while your eye adjusts to the light. Yep. Which I don't remember happening last time and seemed like a dick move. Um and the thing is, the electrodes, it's basically like a large contact with cables attached to it. Or right. Um, you but can't th- blink. Right. But the di- yeah, the difference is um, you still don't feel anything on your eye, but you start feeling all sorts of stuff on your eyelids and your eyelashes and all that kind of stuff because that part's not numbed. And as long as you look 
perfectly straight ahead, it doesn't hurt. But if you look in any way to the left or right, it becomes really irritating. Uh, and there's something just claustrophobic yeah. about it. Because uh, your head's already in like an egg like device that you can't, you have to keep looking at this one light. and Straight ahead. Straight ahead. And they're flashing. Like the daylight one is even more intense light. Because the one at night is sort of a, like a strobish sort of like a, a light. It felt like a much lighter light. Yeah. It, and, it, and it just, it was a repetitive strobe kind of thing. Right. Uh, but the daytime part was. One big flash, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, that was not fun. Uh, so. But it was maybe like 20 minutes worth of, of that Ugh. happening. Uh, and I was like, okay, sweet. We're done. We're done. Let's go talk to the doctor. No. No. <laughs> uh, then they brought us to a different room where it's like, okay, this is, we're going to take a picture of your eye with this blue light thing. And then the second part of it is a much brighter light. And some people think that's worse than this other test. And I was like, great. That's, <laughs> that's a good selling point. <laughs> do I have to do this? Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, it's yeah, a doctor. And it's, you know. Well, it's one of the people that works there. It's not, it wasn't actually the doctor. That oh, it wasn't the eye doctor. But I mean, the, uh, the assumption was the eye doctor wanted that test done. And I don't want to, you know. Oh, of course. Of I don't course. want to be blind because I was too lazy to get a picture of the thing. And then, he went, were, yeah. and then he went, oh, it's really just that you have this tiny little monster in there and we take out the monster and everything's <laughs> fine. So I want to make sure we get a picture of the monster if that's what it is. So, uh, so it's like, okay, uh, we're going to do this test. And then they do the test for a really long time in my left eye. And then for a really long time in my right eye. I'm like, okay, now we're going to go on to the bright part of it. And I was like, that wasn't, that wasn't it. The bright part of it. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, we're in a tiny room that's the size of a closet with, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, five people, including you, sitting right. in the middle. Right. Um, and they just keep going and going. And I'm finally like, okay, now we're done. And we're there two hours, two and a half hours at this point. Um, and I'm like, okay, great. Uh, now we just need to go downstairs and get this other test on. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I knew at that point that it was the saucy lady that... I know that I sorry I'm just gonna judge for a moment I think that she gets her way because of her shape she's mm -hmm. voluptuous and somewhat pretty and long hair so she just drags us downstairs and this is a whole different picture of the eye it's an actual photograph of the eye which is pretty cool because yeah. I saw some pictures on the wall that that they must have made copies of that they like that particular pattern or something it's really pretty it looks like a little universe in there it's kind of neat but they stopped this woman who who runs that machine who takes the photos Stopped her from leaving. She was on her way out the door. Yeah. And she made a comment about yeah. that because we were like, okay, we got to get going. And she's like, well, you know what? I, I was supposed to go home, so shut up. But the lady, doctor, lady, student, whatever she is that brought us down there, voluptuous lady, Betty Boop, we'll call her. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, no, no, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I get the sense that it's not necessary. And then after that, she brings us into another room. Right. And does another test, which I think was very similar to the one they did upstairs. She just wanted to do it herself. Did it look like that? It had yeah, yeah. And at this point, we'd gotten there at two thirty. It's like five o'clock. No, this is well. You're right. It's probably like five thirty. Yeah, five five thirty. Um, just strobes in the eye for the entire time. It's yeah. pretty much what it felt like. Uh, I was reading uh, 
something in, from a, in a book the other day, and they were talking about how uh, doctors who sort of take care of residents in hospitals, uh, one of the things that they sort of always secretly are hoping for or wanting is that the doctors who they're, they're, they're training will uh, get sick themselves at some point and need to go to the emergency room because you don't really know. It's hard to put yourself in the patient's, uh, you know, whatever seat uh, without having to, f- like, forcibly be there. You know what I mean? And they're putting their 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 self in the patient's shoes to to know what it's like to be in an emergency room or to be in a hospital and right. what and, it's like and, to be the patient. Right. And I got the sense from this particular thing that none of these people had been through this in this way, because uh, I I tend to be a very 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 patient patient. Yeah, no, you were. I thought you were a, a trooper. I thought yeah. you were a really good sport about everything until the very end. And I know that part of that was because you were worried about me because I had some place to go, and I'm I'm sorry about that. But I think you're also you knew at the time as, I, as well as I did that this last picture that this woman took, not even the the photograph, but the last thing test that she did on you was not necessary at all. Right. And she just wanted to do it so that she could run this machine. Yeah, uh, because that part of what I had found out afterwards that is in these institutional type things it's great because all these tests were free um it wasn't a situation where they were just churning you for as many tests as possible so they can make money right other than the erg and the talking to the doctor everything else was free right uh but the reason they make you take all those damn pictures is because uh, the companies that provide uh the machines to the schools say okay well i'll give you the machine but i want all this research back on how it comes out right. and all that. So I need you to test the hell out of it and see what it does. So to do that, they end up taking lots of unnecessary pictures of things uh, and putting people through what really turned out to be sort of a hellish day. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how you were as patient as you were for yeah. as long as you were. I started getting snappy at the end. I really started getting with uh, that woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was there. I, <laughs> I know, but I, which I don't, I'm usually like a, I usually joke a lot. I am telling you, I understand that. I agree. And I thought you were great. And I think that any, I would have gotten snippier much sooner. Yeah. But I think that the first lady that did the ERG, I think she might've done something like this before. Cause she really seemed, if you were, if you could see her face, which I know you couldn't, she was very sympathetic and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I think she knew how uncomfortable it was. Right. And she was saying that she does that kind of test on kids, which I imagine is terrible. Yeah. She says some of them are good, some of them are bad, but yeah, she's saying she couldn't do it all the time because it no. was, it's a rough experience for her. Yeah. Uh, the other people did not care at all. No, uh, no, I mean they did. I don't want to say that. The, a lot of them were nice, but it just became a thing where you start compounding thing upon thing upon thing. Right. And you just want to be like, guys, this is too much. Right. Uh, and I can only imagine what somebody going through like a dialysis or a chemo or whatever sort of thing has to go through. I mean, compared to that, this is nothing. But it still was upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to be like, I, woe is me. It was the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. Uh, but it, it was a very trying day. And, you know, anyway. Um, so we got the results. Uh, and the, I guess the thing that disappointed me the most about the whole thing was um, I was really hoping that this was going to sort of be the hand-holding experience that I was looking for. You know, um because my other doctor is is great. He's knowledgeable. He's wonderful. He, his bedside manner is not the best. We've talked about it before. 
Uh, and I was sort of hoping that this was going to be the one where they go, okay, we're researching, we're going to figure it out, we're on top of it, you know, here's our course of action, here's our plan, here's what we're going to do. And really it was, we're going to do some genetic testing, and maybe we'll call you, otherwise we'll see you in a year. And I don't know, it just, like, come on, man, there's got to be something out, there's got to be somebody who's really just, like, going to fight that fight with you. And I guess right. maybe because it's not life-threatening that it's sort of more of a a colder interaction but come on man you know <laughs> i don't know a better way to say that uh anyway i tried to hold your hand no you do but you're my wife you would hold my hand anyways well i guess i'm just saying that you've got your friends and me if you don't have the bedside manner and the doctors that you're looking for. Oh no, and I I appreciate that, but it, but I mean you it's want a medical the, professional saying we're going to get the, through this together, right? Okay. That we are going to fight this fight, you know. Um, and I possess some tools that people who <laughs> on the street what do you say? On the street, what don't. do you say? I'm not an eye doctor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes I am. Fine, I am comfortable in saying that. Fine, fine, you're right. Um, so yeah, so as you were talking about before, uh, we get there at two thirty. You had a show that you needed to be to at 7. We figured no problem. more than enough time. I can take you home. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Uh, I think you left around 6.15 and I was still there meeting with the uh, genetic testing folks and stuff like that. For another 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, which then meant getting home on my own. And it, it's which not an easy trip. Terrible. Yeah. It wasn't. It's on the way upper west side. Which is way, 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 way up there. And you'd have to come down and either take a bus across to our to where we live. Or you have to come all the way down to Times Square, which is... If you're on the express, it's 20 minutes. But to get to that train, it's all dark and it was rainy and stormy. Yes, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'll take, I'll take a car. And every car was like 40 bucks. And I should have done it. You should have. I tried to give you money, but you wouldn't take it. Yeah. I should Next have. time. Next yeah. time. But it well, just felt so exploitive one. because it was like really cold and rainy. Yeah. And all the, you know, none of the cabs stopped. It was always those like, you know, town car things where I get, you know, 40 plus tolls. And I was like, yeah. But I could just take the train and it's free. Yeah. And I don't want to drop 40 bucks on this. But um, my advice to anyone else, drop the 40 bucks on it because it is worth it. Because I, I couldn't see. You know, I was right. still dilated. Um, Plus, I'd been strobed in the eye for the last four hours, so uh, it was it was not a good day. Uh, and but ten free years of vision. So. Yes, it's worth it. And for the record, just so I don't sound like a jerk, I had bought those tickets two months before, and well, a month before, and I had the tickets for other people. So if it was just me going, I could have just waited and gotten you home. But I other people needed it and I needed to go and we really honestly thought we'd have tons of time so I could get you home yeah let alone put you in a cab uh, so that was that was the experience uh, so we're gonna find out uh, we're gonna go back to the other eye doctor and find out more about it and and we'll let you guys know how it all turned out uh, there's no no real philosophical issue for this week's episode <laughs> uh, as there frequently is just sort of catching catching up and it's going through the experience with you guys because I'm because it is an experience that uh, most people who listen to this have had. And if you haven't, odds are somebody that you care about has. So, 
uh, it seemed like it was a good thing to talk through. And uh, it may sound as though I'm saying don't go to one of the learning institutions uh, to do this sort of testing. Uh, and I'm not saying that. I think uh, I think overall the experience was positive. I think it, I think genetic testing thing was it was good to talk to somebody who does it all the time. Right. You know, uh, the thing that made me feel the best about it was each person that I had spoken to said they had dealt with a lot of people who had RP. Now, none of them said we cure a lot of people that have RP, but they dealt with a lot of people that had RP. And for me, that made all the difference because most doctors out there have never met anyone else with RP. And the information that they give us is what they read off the internet. Right. Whereas these people can say, I have seen this before. Right. In actuality, in person, and I understand what I'm looking at. Yes. Um, So uh, I do advise doing that. I do advise finding the institution in your area that may be doing some research on it and going to them and uh, maybe coming to visit New York and checking out Columbia and seeing if you can find the right doctor and emailing us and I'll let you know. Um, But it... It's just a different experience than you would necessarily have with a regular doctor. Right. Uh, but it's worth it. Like I said, you know, uh, if if I can get into a clinical trial, it's worth it. Right. The fact that we saved $24,000 was worth it. Yes. Uh, finding out about the 10 more years of vision, which is sort of an arbitrary thing that a person's saying. It's not like he gave me a shot and said, here's 10 more years. <laughs> but It feels like it, though. Yeah. Uh, but it was worth it. So it's just no matter how you cut it, that's a difficult day. It's a hard, uh, it's a hard test to do. It's not just here's some blood or go pee in a cup kind of thing. It's, you know, it's invasive. Very. Uh, Again, not, I'm sure there are much more invasive tests out there and I don't, you know, again, I'm not trying to woe with me. I'm just saying if you have somebody who, uh, you know, who you care about, who's going to have to go through that. Give them a ride. Pick them up. Go yeah. in with them if you can. Yeah. Because that 20 minutes of sitting in the dark can be rough. And it's good to have somebody's hand to hold Yeah, during that. And if you're thinking of going there by yourself, don't. Have somebody whose hand you can hold come with you. I think you'll find that people are very willing to do it. Absolutely. All you have to do is ask. I know sitting in that room for a person that was not dilated was freaky it was very surreal and i'm glad i i'm glad that i was there with you because just sitting there with stuff in your eyes cables chain link fence whatever it it's gotta be frightening yeah i was a little scared for you and i was trying to distract you and sang to you silly songs and right just yammered around but and and i appreciated it it would it made the time pass um and you brought me a granola bar um uh, and That's another I, thing, bring snacks with you because you're there for hours. Yeah, uh, and pee before you get there because once they electrode you, you're stuck in that chair for like two hours. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I know, I know a lot of our listeners have had that sort of thing where they have issues with their family where their family is not as supportive as they could be. and Which might I not still disagree with 100%. Right. Uh, and they might not be willing to come and they might not understand what you're going through. Um, but there's weird dynamics with families like that. There's that sort of weird thing where people uh, are harder on the ones that they love the most. Um, A, uh, have them listen to this episode to explain exactly what the person's really going through, which they may not do because they're already sort of being a jerk. Uh, And if that's the case, um, ask somebody at work 
Ask a friend. Ask a friend. Um, there are a lot of people who would be willing to do it if you reach out to them because you're going to want that smiling face with you. You're not going to want somebody who's there begrudgingly because it's not a pleasant experience for you. Um, but I'm willing to bet once they sit through that with you and see what you have to do, they're going to respect you a whole lot more. Right. So don't do it alone. Uh, may find somebody. Uh, there's somebody out there who will do it with you. Uh, and if it's in New York City and you're absolutely positively alone, call us and we will go with you. Yes. Um, At least one of the rooms has a, a, enough room for all three of us. Yes. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. So much for listening this week. And um, we'll let you know how the the other doctor test results happen. And uh, we'll talk. We'll get into some other issues because I feel like we've been a lot of like, here's what happened at the doctor lately, um, which is part of it. You know, yeah. that's part of sharing the whole experience that we're going through. But I also want to get into some other experiences that are not necessarily um, exam related. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. And we thanks. will talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye.